I'm outside in the 550. Banging through the wire with my 360. Welcome to the On the Wake Up Radio. This is the Miseducation of Stevie B. I am your host, Stevie B. Shout out to our producer who is back. <laughs> oh, she's back? Ashby. Yeah, she's back. She was a little ill and stuff like oh, that. Yeah, but yeah. the universe came through and she is nice and healthy. She's waving. Red dreads everywhere, as always. We love you. You can hear us on all our live shows on onthewakeupradio.com. Catch replays on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and now iHeartRadio. Donate to our Cash App. Send those donations to dollar sign on the wake up radio. Send that look five dollars, two dollars, ten dollars, fifty cents, whatever. I don't know if you can do fifty cents, but send those to our cash app. Call in number 844-818-4433. Three dollars, three dollars per minute, and then you must be 18 years old to the call. Uh please donate uh to our PayPal, which is on the wake up radio at gmail.com. It's a labor of love, but we still live in a costly world. If you appreciate the free content, please help us keep the message censored and free because you know, you already know what <laughs> America's going through. You feel me? Man, y'all, this is my first interview. <laughs> Can we give a shout out to Cindy Ashby? Hey, Cindy, I'm glad that you're good. Glad that you're healthy. You know, get that holistic stuff. She's very energetic and stuff like that. I see her with the perp orange nails and stuff. <laughs> you was getting taken care of in the hospital, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? And your nails looking good. You got to be taken care of. She got exactly. somebody taken care of. Exactly, exactly. So the show is titled, Who is Lavelle 1993? And I felt like you were the best person to interview. So I would like to introduce my first guest on the miseducation of Stevie B, my guy, Lavelle93. Mr. Lavelle93, how you doing, man? How you feeling? I'm good. I'm good, man. I'm relaxed. Got a little buzz going on. Had uh-huh. <laughs> a couple of cotton candy vodka, vodka shots. So I'm ready for the, I'm ready for the bullshit tonight. Let's ready go. for the BS. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was in Clubhouse. I was a little bit. I was tamed on Clubhouse just a little bit because Newton. That was his little subject. I let him flow. But go ahead, let's go. Shout out to Newton. Shout out to Natasha. Shout out to Jordan. Like that whole room. Okay, guys. So we had. We, I was in a room with Lavelle and all those people I just named, and the title was, uh, what was the title? Why are black men not settling down? That was the topic of the group, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So, yeah, and let's just say we have some characters in there. <laughs> we have some liars in there, and that's an understatement. Opinion, part there's so many different reasons why black men settling. The women today they're very liberal, sexually liberated. They're very independent. They're not thinking about marriages. They're not thinking about having kids. And if they are, they're thinking of having kids late like some celebrities they're using people like they're outliers like they have the resources to have kids at a, <laughs> at a later all age. we were saying man they have the resources with the best doctors it's crazy and some people got heated but it was a great discussion and i plan on getting into those discussions a little bit more but it's not about me 
It's about my guy, Lord Vell 93. Your name is Lavelle Jackson, am I correct? Yes, yes. Can you yes. introduce yourself and tell you introduce yourself and tell our people, our audience, who you are? Mm, you want to go in that conversation? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Okay, all right. So Lavelle, aka Lavelle Jackson, out of Cashville, Nashville, Tennessee. Um, indigenous American. Let's man, look. <laughs> I'm complex. I can speak on a lot of things from anime, except sports. I'm not a big sports fan. I like boxing a little bit, but I'm not big on football, basketball. No, just boxing. That's it. But I like everything. Oh, okay. Who's yeah. your favorite boxer? Who's your favorite boxer? Man, come on, man. Floyd, man. Come on. Lord man. Money May. Yes. yes yeah, sir. come on, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> Lord Money May weapon. Of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. Of course. So. Ain't like how was it growing up in Catchfield, um, Tennessee? I only been to Tennessee one time. Mm -hmm. Like a matter of fact, a couple of times we used to drive through from where I'm from, from Naperville all the way to like either Atlanta or Orlando. We used to stop at Tennessee at those rest stops. Mm -hmm. But I only been to one city in Tennessee, and that was Knoxville when I was doing my college education thingy. That's it. <laughs> oh, you was in East Tennessee. Oh, I feel bad for you. <laughs> Oh God! Oh man, you should have came to Nashville, man, with a fine women at man. But listen, I got a man. I got to check out Tennessee, man. I got to check it look, out. Look, next thing you down here, let me know. I'll pick you up in the airport. I got you. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Answer your question, though. Growing up, man, it was rough, man. Um, you know, like it's a bunch of gangs. Like it was diverse. So, like, we had the Mexican gangs. We had the Asian gangs. We had the Kurdish. Now, here's another thing that people don't know. We have a huge Kurdish population going on here. Um, Kurdish? Yeah, from Kurdistan. Oh, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. okay. Wow, really? I didn't know that. Didn't yeah. Know that. Like, we've been very diverse since I was a child. Like, so, like, I've been around Jamaica. It's like, you pretty much, you can say there's a men in New York to an extent yeah. because we had Jamaicans. We had Haitians. Like, so when I went to New York, I wasn't, that wasn't nothing new because I was around it as a child, you know, all the way through high school as well. So it wasn't nothing new. But here's the thing that was real bad, which was the gangs, man. It was, we even had white gangs. Oh, here, here's the funny thing. The, the, the name of their gang was the Crazy White Boy Gang. That's and, so generic. I feel like that's so easy. That's such an easy title to give yourself if you're a white guy that joins a gang the crazy white boy gang like that's so easy bro they would tag everywhere like you, you still see some tags you know in certain parts of nashville but they had the white flags and it was it was it was funny to see it's mm -hmm. still funny to see but it was like it was a joke to us we really didn't take that shit serious like <laughs> like nobody really had beef with them like that for say but it's just like it was a joke to me it was really started by like this white rapper here this known name uh haystack um yeah I, thank you exactly that's a, when i heard that that's the same that's the same reaction i had i laughed like who the fuck is this and another guy named jelly roll white guy white rapper <laughs> jelly roll and haystack started crazy white boy gang crazy white boy gang so you were around the kurdish you was around whites mexicans blacks um Based on in high school, what type of guy were you? Were you like 
uh, cool guy? Were you an in-betweener? Were you a lame? What type of person were you in high school? Before? Um, I mean, I, I've always been cool with everybody. Like, I've never, I mean, to be honest, if I'm being completely honest, because I was in the gang life too. Mm. That's when my issues came in because before that, I really, everybody was really cool with me. Like, I really didn't have no issues. Yes, I was hanging with the cool people, uh, but I could hang with the nerds. I could hang with anybody, really, because that's just who, that's just who I am. You know, I can talk to anybody. I can conversate about multiple things. That's why people like me, you know? Um, so, no, I was, I mean, I guess you could say I was popular somewhat, you know? Me, I was more so an in-betweener. Like, okay, I can see why, like, I can hang out with the popular crowd, but I was more so interested in like the people who were getting bullied and stuff like that. Cause I wanted to, I wanted to know why they were getting bullied. I wanted to know what, what like what's wrong with him? Like why y'all making fun of him because he's different and stuff like that, or she's different or whatever. So that was my point of view. I never believed in like the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the social circles and stuff. Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. um, you never played any sports in high school and stuff? No, nah, like man. That wasn't for me. Look, I was selling drugs, man. I was trying to get money. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest, man. Look, I, I wanted some forces and some Levi. I didn't give a damn about nothing else. I'm just going to be honest with you, man. I wanted some forces, hang with my homies, smoke some weed, and get some bitches. That's all we were concerned about in high school, if I'm being completely honest. Like, that's it. Going to the mall on Saturdays, and hollering at women. That's it. We yeah. weren't concerned about nothing else. <laughs> now, I did have a friend that was gangbanging and playing basketball, but the gangbanging, you know, made it to where it made his basketball career go away because what? We got kicked out of school. Now, let me explain what happened. Because I got kicked out of school twice. The first time was... Twice? Twice. twice. So I went to two... Um, what do you call that? Um... Alternative schools. So first I went to Jerry Baxter. And the reason why that happened was because I had so many, because I ain't gonna lie, I was skipping school. <laughs> I was uh uh doing in a lot of fights because I don't take disrespect literally. Like I really don't play disrespect with nobody. That's, that's very I, true, because you kick old girl out quickly. <laughs> I don't play disrespect, man. Like that that's one thing about me, you're gonna learn, man. I don't take disrespect lightly, man. Um, so what happened was me and my best friend got into it and because he was, uh, how can I put it? His brother was well known, but he wasn't a cool guy. Yeah. So he, he had an issue with me because I was hanging out with females. So he was, to be honest, he was an incel before we, we knew what an incel was. He was the definition of an incel. Technically, well, we got to fighting twice, but I'm gonna I'm gonna get to that later. Let's just stick on what we're saying. So he would go around talking shit to people, talking shit about me to people. So I'm like, all right, cool, all right, whatever. Until it got back to me, <laughs> and I'm like, I right, just confronted him, and then he let everything out. He was like, you always talking to these other women, and I'm like. What you want me to do? Talk to man? Like, 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 what is this? Like, 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 like what, what are we doing here? Like, like, what? Like, what do you, well, what else do you want me to do? Like, 
I mean, I talked to you as well, but you want me to give all my time to you? Like, like, man, I don't swing that way. This ain't that type of party. So mm-hmm. what happened was we ended up fighting because he tried to swing. I missed and I hit him. And what's so interesting though, he went to he went to juvenile. But that's because the vice principal, like, because I told you I'm a likable person. Um, so she liked me. So she was like, nah. I've seen that he came at you because she happened to be in the room and you were just defending yourself. Exactly. So I, I went to Mickey D's because <laughs> I got picked up by my parent. Then he went to juvenile because <laughs> she just didn't like his ass. Um, then I went to, but I got kicked out because I fought him again <laughs> because he just couldn't let that go. So I went to Jerry Baxter. <laughs> but anyway, now the second time I got kicked out, now look, now this is just me. If you're gonna do illegal activity, nigga, you better be down with it all the way. You understand me? Don't don't come in here around me with that half stepping shit. Yes, yes. act like I'm you didn't do that. shit. I'm all about that. If you're going to do something, go 100% through. Don't pussyfoot around. Yes. Don't don't tell on us just because you got caught <laughs> when you were involved. You was playing, nigga. Don't don't do this shit with me. So let me explain. So we smoked and this was like we were doing like after school work or whatever. Um, and we were like, all right, let's go smoke in the bathroom. We just we just didn't give a fuck. I'm trying to tell you, all thing we cared about was women smoking, hanging. That's it. We didn't give a fuck about nothing else. And we were gonna do that wherever. So we went to go smoke in the bathroom, came out. We go downstairs to go back to, you know, in the library studying. He can't h- handle his high. At all, because he popped two pills that he bought from one of my partners, and he couldn't handle it. He was acting, laughing, acting all crazy, jumping around and shit. Like, I'm talking about, like, doing a bunny hop, and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? He was geeking, bro. So he got caught. Now, let me tell you what happened. He got caught, because we left early, and apparently they pulled him to the side or whatever. So next, the next day, as soon as we come in, we were only in the building for two minutes. We get swarmed by like these officers, um, the vice principal and the main, you know, the main principal. I'm just like, what the fuck going on? So they pull us in the office. They're like, yeah, we got a videotape of y'all smoking in the bathroom. I said, oh, really? So you got, so hold on, hold on. You know, that's uh, illegal to have a camera in the bathroom. So let's play that tape. My friend kept saying, play the tape. Because if you play that tape, that's evidence that you spying on students that we can sue your ass, right? Because <laughs> I've never been a dumbass. So they were like, no, but your friend told on you. I said, who? Who are you talking about? I said, because not these two that I've been with for years, we ain't, we know the code. We got a code. Like, no. The guy that was acting crazy doing the bunny hops told everything. He told us, he told them, he told them shit that they didn't even ask. He said, they, he, he said, yeah, and I got the drugs from such and such. And then he put my name in it. I was like, oh, okay. That's crazy. Oh. That's crazy, bro. Oh, bro. goodness. He snitched on you, bro. Jesus. He snitched on everybody. But I didn't say, no, nah, I was selling, but not what he was having. And he put my name in it, bro. I'm like, so what happened was y'all got kicked out. My friends didn't get to go to school till like six months to a semester after that. 
So I had to go to a whole nother alternative school in a whole nother part of town with this same particular guy. I didn't fuck with him at all because I don't play with that. Like, fam, you was doing what we were doing. If you didn't want to do it, don't do it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I don't understand, like, I don't understand why, like, dudes who be with a certain group or whatever, and they're not really down with that certain activity, bro, just get out. <laughs> you don't have to do that. You don't have to do all these things. Like, it's crazy, bro. That's crazy. Like, like and you know, if you know that you can't handle a certain high, don't take all that. Because he did pills and he did weed. Don't do all that if you can't handle it, fam. <laughs> he, was just doing, I, he was just doing too much, bro. He was doing way too much. Bro. Way too much. Bro, he was getting on my fucking nerves, bro. But I ain't fuck with him since, bro. <laughs> I ain't seen him a long time, but I'm cool, bro. I I know if I if I rob a bank and he's with us, I know who's gonna snitch. That's all I'm gonna say. Is I, I think Young Buck is from Cashville, isn't he? Yeah. So yeah. Well, wait, wait. So we uh -oh. can't claim, we can't claim him no more. Um, <laughs> he, he is from he is from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, he he is not originally from here. We do not claim him. Um, we don't know. No, he that he does not represent us no more. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, that is a that is that is, that is a that he's not even a man no more. Yeah, that, that is that is sissy buck. Okay? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we don't know that nigga. Bati boy, Bati boy, Bati buck, Bati buck, buck business <laughs> man. Yo, did you ever see the interview with him trying to explain it? He was like, I went into the room and it was dark. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Let's touch you know on that, right? Though? You know what's crazy though? Young Buck was hard, bro. When he raps in in G Unit, he was hard, bro. He bro, I've hard. seen him all over town. Like I've seen, like okay, like I've seen him at the gas station by my house. Like just him and his woman. Like he's out, you know. But let me tell you a story, right? So <laughs> there was a. Have you heard of a rapper? He was signed to Cash Money named Starlito. He's from Nashville too. Yeah, I've heard of Starlito. Okay. They had a clash, right? So this is during the time when those allegations came out. Wait, wait, wait. This is before all those transsexual stuff came out. Well, as, as far as it being on the big screen. But here, there was already rumors going around the city of him messing with transsexuals here in the city, right? So Starlito put out a diss track, and the cover had a rainbow on it. Oh, bro, he got a real bro. Look, ever, look up at Starlito. This is Young Buck. That shit. Was I got it. Yeah, I'm gonna do, yeah. I'm gonna do my. That homework. shit was hard. But what happened was he got so mad <laughs> that he showed up to an event that Starlito had in like East Nashville somewhere, and they got into like a fight. <laughs> so before the transsexual exposed him, it was already rumors going around the city that he like he like men. You know, he swing that way. <laughs> So when I seen it get on the beach, I'm like, this been known. Like we've been knowing that he like the the man, you know, you know. Yeah, yeah. So that L was on Chattanooga. That's not on Cashville. We don't know <laughs> that. We don't know that people. Yeah. Everybody on, on the wake up. That's for Chattanooga. <laughs> Chattanooga, bro. We don't know that nigga. We don't. We don't <laughs> fuck with Buck. Even look. Here's the crazy thing. He's from the same hood I'm from. That's the crazy thing. Um, wow. Yeah. 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 Wow. So, Damn, yeah, that's I, crazy. That's crazy. Okay, so you say you was in the gang life and stuff. Were you like 
was it something that you wanted to go into or was it just like you know are you asking if it was a choice or not yeah. um mm, i would say it mm, it was kind of both and uh <laughs> wait was that you or was that cindy shout out to cindy you should be proud Hey Cindy, check that out. Is that this? <laughs> That's the cover right there. That's what I'm talking about with the rainbow. You should, you should be proud. proud. I mean, hey, <laughs> listen, he Starlito's not lying. Like, why do you have to lie? Well, I get, un, I understand why he lied because you're affiliated with G Unit, and G Unit they project themselves to be the hardest rap group ever, like yeah. during our time. So it's crazy. I got to check that out, bro. <laughs> Shout like, out to Cindy. Like, I, you know, I'm going to get back to what we're saying, but I've seen Buck so many times, bro. Like, I've seen him, like, when he had, like, you know, CDs, and he would just pass them out to us. And, like, he would be over the city, but for him to go down like this, player, like, here's the crazy thing. He'd be with women. I'm like, what? And then he'd be with fine women. And I'm like, what the fuck? What are you doing? But I guess it's just not enough for him no more. I guess the industry turned him out. Yeah, it's that how yeah, it's the industry, man. That's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. I see why 50 had to like shut down G Unit because I think they know something about 50, but that's a whole nother topic for another day. Hey, hey, you hey, you own something, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um yeah, in terms of your uh, environment, do you think that um you joining was it by choice or were you just Okay, let's get back to that. Yeah. Okay. It was by choice, but then I had no choice because of the environment. The Bloods was real big and they was terrorizing. Um, but really it was the Hoover Crips that was terrorizing people. I'm talking about when I say terrorizing, they, it don't matter if you were an elder, if you was on a cane, they would rob the fuck out of you. Um, it don't matter if you was a kid in elementary school, they would rob you, beat your ass. And now these are grown people and teenagers doing this shit, man. So it wasn't just like adolescent doing it. it was grown men and teenagers doing this as well so when you have this type of environment it's either like i said earlier either you're gonna be prey or you're gonna be the predator or you're gonna be prey you did what i'm saying so you had to do something so what i did i had to join and but i wasn't a bitch but trying to think about it it's one of me trying to fight because let's just be real people don't fight Okay. Even when I was in high school, people don't fight Phil. So, yeah. <laughs> so imagine me trying to fight six other people because I was dead crazy. I didn't give a fuck. It is what it is. <laughs> Win or lose. So imagine me trying to fight six people, 12 people that's trying to gang up on and it's just little old me and probably somebody else I know that's probably not even with it like that. Right. <laughs> so when you're in that type of environment, it's like, all right, cool. Let's get let's sign up, you know, but to be honest, I've always looked at the particular group that I joined because I had other people that I was around that was a part of that group um, or organization, and I was like, all right, cool. Since they are part of it, I take them seriously. Cool. <laughs> um, okay, okay, so um, after the second time you got kicked out, right, Did you were you able to go back to school? After the second time you got kicked out? Oh, so I went back for my final year, for my senior year. So for my 10th grade, well, for half my 10th grade, and then my 11th, I was in alternative school. But for my final year, I got to go back to my original school 
and finish up and graduate. Yes. What year did you graduate? I graduated in 2011, man. Ah, okay. That's me. That's me too. Me too. Okay. Me too. All right. All right. All right. Cool. 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 <laughs> so after high school, you know, all that stuff you went through, fighting niggas, selling drugs, all that type of stuff, right? What was your first mindset? Like, what were you thinking after you graduated? After I graduated, I'm going to be honest with you. I was like, yo, I don't, I don't know if I want to go to college. I don't know if I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But because my parents are so educated, like, focused, they're like, hey, either you go to school or you got to move out. I didn't have the balls to move out. So I was like, look, <laughs> I'll go to school. <laughs> I feel it. I mean, hey, there's a lot of people that come from Memphis to TSU and they just want to get away from home, man. <laughs> they, they don't even have them. Sometimes they don't even know what they want to do. They just go to school just to get away from home, you know. Um, but to answer your question, though. Um, ooh. So let me go back a little bit to high school. So when I was gangbanging, there was men in my life. And one in particular was this guy named Nehemiah. And he was an older gentleman, not too old. He was still young, but he was a security job at the alternative school. And he would just talk to us, try to understand us, while everybody else would just shun us and just talk back down to us and not even want to hear what we have to say. He would actually come to lunch, talk to us. And so he was able to talk to me and a couple of my other partners that was a part of the same group and other groups and able to get through to us. So I was I would say to him being a role model for me helped me see a different way and helped me be like, okay, so what do I want to do after high school? What are my goals, whether they minor or major? And also my uncle. But it was mostly Nehemiah because he was young. He was close to my age, so he was able to understand me a little bit more. Plus he was uh, familiar with the group and organization that I was a part of. So he was definitely able to understand us and conversate with us. Um, so I would say him. Plus he would just like provide us history gems or just life gems, period. So that helped me. So when I got back, when I got out of the tournament school after that year, I had a whole totally different mindset. Like my friends were still on that bullshit, like walking around, beating up niggas, you know, like robbing people, like setting up people, like all that bullshit, all that rah-rah shit. My mindset was, okay, what do I want to do? But I wasn't just thinking about me. I was telling this to the guys that I was around. I was like, okay, so what are y'all going to do after this? Because to be honest, we already got locked up, you know? So it's just like, all right, so what do y'all want to do? Because this ain't, this ain't going to get us nowhere. Especially you've seen people snitching, you've seen people turning on people. Yes, we loyal, but you try to add on other people and they turn on you. So we need to find something that's stable. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But I'm <laughs> glad that your uncle and the other gentleman mm -hmm. caught you at that pivotal moment because if they didn't, you could have been, you couldn't, you wouldn't be here. Bro, I, bro, you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them. Honestly, bro, you wouldn't be alive. Bro, I was trying to be the biggest gangster in Nashville. That was my goal, if I'm being honest with you. Before I came, I was trying to be the baddest motherfucker out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was, like, trying to, like, be in the flyest clothes. I mean, I had the women. I'm obviously at the women, but it's just, like, I was just trying to do it big. I was, <laughs> my mindset was crazy. Like, you would have thought I was on some picky in the brain, take over the world type shit. Like, <laughs> my mind was wild, bro, but. 
glad that they did come in my life. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's very good, bro. I'm glad. I'm glad that you got there. So, did you go to school? Did you work, or were you just still searching what you want to do? What did you let's do? Talk, let's talk about that. Let's talk about this. <laughs> um, so I went to Tennessee State University, which is an HBCU here in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, now here's the thing. If you're not prepared to go to school, you're going to get distracted. You're going to end yes. up with a, you're going to I end up with a, I already know oh. what you're going to say. Just trust me. <laughs> I wish it, if I was bold enough, I would have left around like 2013. <laughs> But man, what? Oh, instead, man. Of graduating, instead of graduating at 2018, I would have left around 2013 because I knew that's why. Remember, I told you, I said, Hey, I don't think I can do this because in high school, class clown, you know, attention seeker, wasn't really paying attention, but I didn't really care about like education and stuff like that. But my parents, they're so strict, I had to follow that. <laughs> I would have definitely not went to school. But yeah, you're definitely right. If you're not people, if you're not, if you don't know what you want to be in life and you don't, and you feel like going to school is going to be that, I would say go to school for STEM, science, technology, engineering, mathematics. That's- Or get you a trade. Yeah, get you a trade, get you a trade. But in terms of like four year, like stuff like that. Yeah. You want to be a doctor, mm -hmm. lawyer, engineer, Go to school for that. But don't go to school for just for shits and giggles because that's what I was doing. <laughs> bro, bro, let me tell you something, man. Look, <laughs> there's so many people that came in that first year. Like our class was at least, it was a big class, right? It is. Yeah, at least over 200 some freshmen. Bro. Like, so, but let me tell you, <laughs> that number slowly went down semester after semester <laughs> to the point where you only saw probably maybe 50 or 40 man like geez that shit was crazy bro so let's touch let's touch on college years right so when i went there i didn't have a plan if i'm being completely honest so i was going in like all right, I just take, I just do a degree and I just pick a degree. Like, I was calling my auntie, so what'd you choose? Like, what was your degree in college? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what that's like, was it easy? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's all you gotta do. All right, cool. I was like, oh, psychology? All right, cool. That's gonna be my degree. She said, you know, you can pick something. I was like, nah, that's gonna be my degree. So now here's the thing. Once again, if you're not prepared, <laughs> please don't do it. So I was not, I was going to class. But here's the thing, I was sleeping because I was partying, you know, because you got the freshman week. So, okay, let's touch on that. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Just yeah, bro. bro. Oh, my God. I, that was going to be my next question, like the wildest parties you've been to, because I, I got uh, some. So let me tell you what happened. <laughs> now, here it is. So one of my partners that went to school with me, right, they graduated with me, came to TSU. But once again, he didn't stay that long. He stayed for a year, then he was gone. <laughs> I still ain't seen him in a minute, man. I ain't seen him in a minute, but I'm like, dang, he just disappeared, period. But all right. So first week, right? I get cool with my roommates. I get cool with everybody, like, on our floor. But here's where the shit starts, man. Like, we go to our first party. It was live, man. Fine women dancing, you know, because down south, they twerk. You know, you've been out here, they twerk. Yeah, man. I, I met this girl from Detroit. Took a bro. bag, bro, bro. 
Detroit women are like really, really cool. Really, really cool, bro. Bro, she danced for me the whole night, bro. She would not let me go. I was trying to go like, hey, all right, this is all right, it's over. You know, you know when you're like, all right, it's time to move on, you know. And then she was like, No, I want you to stay like should I all right? <laughs> so the best back. sex the best sex I ever had was with a woman from Detroit in college. That's a fact. Bro, so let me tell you what happened, bro. This is where it gets interesting, bro. My college was wild as fuck, bro. Um, even though anyway, we get to the later. Anyway, so we take her back. Now, this guy that I know from my neighborhood, he was like, Hey, now nah, look, I ain't big on threesomes and shit. I ain't, that ain't my forte. If that's yours, that's on you. I'm a different breed. I don't do that. I'm sorry. I can't be naked around another man. Sorry. I can be naked around two women, but another man, no, 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 no. I'm cool. Exactly. So you understand what I'm saying? So, because I was trying to go, I was trying to fuck. <laughs> so, we go to the science building on the steps, top of the steps, and that's what we do it. My semen's probably still there. Probably just a big semen stain on the damn steps. <laughs> and I'm being honest, I, look, I'm being honest, I went wrong. You know, it was stupid. I was, but look, I was young, dumb, full of cum. Bro, we was, yo, bro, I'm telling you, I remember when I went to Arizona, <laughs> I was, I went to this girl's dorm, right? Mm -hmm. And we was in her bed, and she, I guess she was uh, trying to take a nap or whatever, but I just yeah. came in and just laid up, white girl, whatever. And we're just sitting there, we're just talking and stuff like that. You know, th things just elevate from there. I had sex on this girl's bed. <laughs> she was so mad because my stuff was on the bed. Oh, man. Oh, that was so bogus. That was so bogus. She was like, you had sex on my bed? I'm like, we were just there. Like, stuff just happened, bro. Like, you can oh, go, we can watch that shit. Like, put this in the in the watch. In the watch. Damn, you know what? I didn't Wait, did y'all have wash cards? Did they have wash cards? I know we have wash cards. I don't think we did. I don't think we have wash. I don't think we did in University of Arizona. Bro, when I tell you, I partied hard in those seven years of college life. I, I definitely went in and was like, where's the parties at? Who's the party people? Like, there was a point, there were, there were times where I didn't even go to school for a good two to three weeks, bro. Oh, damn. I didn't go to class for two to three weeks, like, because I didn't care about that. The only classes, the only classes I went to was the ones mm -hmm. I like. I like Spanish. Um, I didn't go to um, college algebra. Didn't care about that. The history class, I was like, no. <laughs> not doing that's, that. that's, now, that's why I tuned in. I'm going to be honest with you. That's why I tuned in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was just it was just really, really bad. I only went to school when it was necessary. Like, if I was like borderline failing, I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me go to class and see what's up. <laughs> but yeah, you, you have to go in. The thing about colleges is all about balance. You got to balance the party life and you got to balance the workload. Because once you get out, that's what you're going to be doing for the next like. 50, 60 years. You're going to have to balance that stuff. So that's one thing like I learned in college. It's really all about balance. But it, but if you don't know what you want to do in college, no, get out. Get out. You don't deserve it. Don't waste your money. Don't go use financial aid or none of that stuff. Man, bro, I still got student loans, bro. Bro, bro I got student loans, too. Bro. <laughs> 
I, look, I'm gonna pay them off, but bro, it's gonna be a little minute, man. That's all I'm gonna say about them student loans. Uncle Sam's gonna have to wait on his money. Oh, for real, for real. Like one thing about this pandemic or whatever, they stopped them shit. <laughs> I wasn't trying to pay. Them. Hey, hey, shout out to Trump for doing that. Shout out to Trump. Shout out to Donald Trump, man. Shout Trump, out, to yo. Trump. He needs to run 2024. I'm not into politics, but go ahead, run. He was entertaining. Yes, like. Joe Biden racist ass, and let's just call him what the fuck he is. He a racist, okay? I know we getting sidetracked, but I gotta say this because I'm passionate about this guy. Go ahead, go ahead. This this motherfucker, like, like, okay, my barber and I get into it the most because he just loved this man, bro. Like, he slick worship him. I almost think like you in love with this guy, like, cause like he can do no wrong in his eyes. It's just like, well, cause like, oh, point. Ex- oh my god, I got a good example. When he was talking about uh, when Joe Biden came on Charlemagne's show, and he was like, "If you're not, if you don't vote for me, then you're not black." You're black man, my barber was trying to about it. Oh my god, I was telling my family this. I'm like, "How do you guys vote for this guy?" He straight up said that shit. Even when Hillary was Hillary, remember when Hillary was running mm-hmm. against Donald Trump, and they were talking about some hot sauce in my bag. I'm like, "Oh, oh my god, god. this is the biggest pandering job ever." Biggest pin. Oh my god, bro. Oh my god. I'm so glad I didn't vote, bro. I'm so glad I didn't. But now this is what we got. They're letting he's letting everything happen. They just it's it's gonna go bad. Bro, he, cut, he cut out funding for HBCUs, bro. Caught up in this Democrat liberal thing that they can't see, they can't pull the dress off and just see or pull the veil off and be like, okay, he's not who he is. You know, you seen you seen you seen the Wizard of Oz? No, no, was the Oz. Oh yeah, when they went yeah. to the back and see who it really was. It was that older guy. Oh no, you don't listen to me. Don't look at that guy. That is cold. <laughs> so I remember back in um, high school, right? Um, I started going down the rabbit hole, and I started not giving a fuck about what I was learning. Because I, in my opinion, I knew everything wasn't true per se. So mm-hmm. it started with uh, all these artists in the Illuminati, so to speak. Remember that era when yeah. they had oh, like oh the blood oh, sacrifice era. Oh, oh man, that? oh man. And then I got into like, the presidents and the military. Mm-hmm. We I already knew nine eleven was an inside job. I Come just on, didn't bro. know how to convey the message you understand Mm -hmm. i didn't know like what i was seeing but i figured like the u.s government did it on its own but i would say 2009 to even now like everything has come to pass so my question to you is what was that moment that you went into the uh what's the word i'm looking for conspiracy bag yeah the conspiracy bag and you woke up from all right. Let's touch on that. I'm glad you brought that up because that happened in that happened in my college years. Okay, so that happened in my college years. I didn't mean to cut you off, but that happened in my college years. So um I had a roommate named uh Brian, right? And he was like big on the conspiracies, and so we started going down the whole Diddy and Jay-Z and uh Damon Dash sacrificing Aaliyah, and you know, we went down all that. So in college is where I really got into the whole conspiracy theories and the blood sacrifice, even though I knew about it before, but I really tapped into it a little bit more. Like we would watch videos and it, man, look, oh man, that's, 
Man, it was some good times, man. I used to, like, yeah, it was, yo, it was the great times because we used to, at night, we Professor used to Griff. I used to watch Professor Griff a lot because he was on it. Professor was Griff, I used to watch Professor Griff. I used to watch uh, Red and Blue Pill because they were like. <laughs> I meant Red Pill. I meant Red Pill. I used to watch, I used to listen to, uh, you remember, have you heard of Black Child? You remember Black Child? Yeah. Yes, oh, bro, he broke down every single thing piece by piece by piece. Now, the only thing, like, I didn't at the time, I didn't really mess with him was the religious stuff because right, 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 I was right. still on some like I, I was a weird guy, so I was like, I used to watch the conspiracy stuff and then do like stupid shit on the side <laughs> because I was young and dumb and full of cum. So <laughs> I wasn't really thinking about it, but Black Child, Black Child, and I would say Yashkara. You you heard of Yashkara? Have you heard of him? Uh, I've heard him from, from a Israelite podcast, yeah. but I never listened to him per se. Yeah, Yashkara and Black Child, they had worked together or whatever. Or Black Child had took Yashkara's like words or voice or whatever, and he made videos off that, and that kind of put two to two together. So. I used to watch that all like just for entertainment purposes until I start connecting the dots. Like, oh, this is what they're doing. Damn, this ceremony is ritualistic. Oh, he just sacrificed old God. Like, yeah. You started connecting the dots that way. It's crazy. Bro, bro, like <laughs> I remember uh even them um touching on um what oh fuck. I used to watch Sinetta a lot. You know, that too, bro. Like, I used to watch Sinetta too. Bro, so besides just being in the conspiracy bag, I was in the whole conscious thing. And, you know, I never wore like the little conscious outfits or the conscious costumes, as I call it, the dashikis. The, um, hey, I'm not going to lie. I started wearing dashikis around 2015, 2016. Now, people I was around was doing that. You know, they were walking around with the whole be- bohemian vibe sandals and uh, leaving sandal prints everywhere and shit. You know, uh, Egyptian musk all over their body and shit. Like, <laughs> like that time, you know. Um, so I got into that besides the conspiracy back, and that was interesting. So, oh, oh, let me tell you about this cult that I was a part of on campus, bro. You were part of a cult, bro, Mr. Jackson, bro, Mr. Jackson. Bro, you gotta tell us. Okay, so my friend of mine met this guy named Son of a Son. That was his name. I should have known he was on some bullshit with a name like Son of a Son. <laughs> you dig what I'm saying? So I met the guy. He was like an old alumni and he was teaching like out of the Black Laws Dictionary. So that's when I got introduced to some of the little Moorish teachings. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing, right? He was only concerned, like most cult leaders do, with fucking the women. That's it. Like it was. It was weird. Like, it was like. It was like I, I caught on to it quick, and I'm like, I had to tell my friend. He's sending us out to get females for the group, is what he's saying. But he's trying to fuck all the females in the group. None of us are getting the females. Do you not see this? What's going on? <laughs> he was on his paperwork. He was selling paperwork and all that bullshit. You know, like the only thing I really was really paying attention to was when he was talking about us being indigenous. So that's when I first got introduced to it before all this ADOS, FBA, 
uh, indigenous, Aboriginal. Like I was on this shit in college, so this shit is nothing new to me. Um, but it was just like his whole thing was just about um, having sex and talking about the law, but not changing like the fucking thing. But my friend was actually serious. So since he's the right hand man of Son of the Sun, people started worshiping him. Like I remember this this one lady was like, I would do anything for him. I would do anything for him. I I I I trust him. I love him. I'm like, you barely know this nigga. <laughs> that's, and then I, that's inc that's insane. That's manipulation right there. That's how you yeah. know like you're good at what you do. When you got somebody saying, Hey, I'll do anything for you or that person, and they have no type of never done anything, that's great that's great psychological work. <laughs> Manipulation right there. Luckily, he shut that shit down quickly because he realized like they started worshiping him. Slick a little bit me because I was with him. It was weird, bro. I I, I had to disassociate myself. It was a black dude, white guy, black dude, bro. Wow, son of a son, bro. But now I will say this: the information about us being indigenous that was cool because he showed actual maps and all that. That was fly shit. But as far as all that other shit. I mean, knowing the law, that is good. You know, the straw man, all that good stuff. But it seemed to me it was just about sex and just going at celebrities. Like he would talk about Rick Ross being fat, um, and y'all man, y'all women, he stopped dealing with these fat men. It was just, it, uh, it, to be honest, he was Kevin Samuels a little bit before Kevin Samuels because he would have his Kevin Samuel moments where he'd be like, "See, all y'all want to do, y'all y'all want to wait, have all these kids and." Like it, it'd be weird. He'll go into law and then he'll turn into Kevin Samuels and be like, "Yeah, y'all need to close y'all goddamn legs and stop fucking and shut your damn mouth when a man is talking." I'm like, "Is this Kevin Samuels?" Like, you know, I think about it now. Hear himself talk, and he had the audience to do it. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, me for too long because I I caught on to the bullshit. I was like, "Hey, I told my friend, hey, bro, this dude ain't right, bro. I don't know what the fuck he on, but I'm cool, bro. I, uh, uh." And then the women, don't get me wrong, I will say this. Now the women in the in the cold were fine. Okay, there's one girl named Z from Texas. <sighs> women from Texas are bad, by the way. They're gorgeous. When I went to Houston, woo, there's some baddies in Texas. But she was only there for a couple semesters, man. I was man, 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 because she was talking to somebody else. See, see what happened was <laughs> that I'm gonna get into my whole spaghetti story. With the period blood and all that bullshit, bro. No, they hit you with the spaghetti, bro. All right, fuck it. Let's jump into it. Bro. No, no, no. So, continue, continue what you were okay. talking about. We'll get to that. Okay. So, um, bro, like the women were fine, but it was like they it was like it seemed like they was just so caught up with Ted or with my friend and son of a son. Like it was like I'm like y'all don't see like we would have conversations, right? Because eventually they did start waking up. And then they started, I was like, all right, Dale, we see what you were saying. I know. Because <laughs> he was on some bullshit because he tried to fuck them. Because they thought that he was trying to actually do something. But all he was trying to do is get in their pants and make him make them his wives. Well, really not wives. He really just wanted to fuck them. That's it. He was trying to sell them this dream of having all this wives, like he's Dr. York or some shit. You dig what I'm saying? All like, out of lust, yep. All out of lust. 
He didn't give a fuck about none of that shit he was saying. He was just trying to bust a nut and get some money because he was making money with that paperwork. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. I feel like a lot of these pastors be doing that stuff too, touching all of the women. Oh, bro, have you seen this video? <laughs> this dude's literally spitting on people and they falling yeah. out. Yeah, oh, bro, bro. I he, they're falling out, bro. I'm like, okay, now y'all just doing too much now. But this one lady fought him back. That shit was so funny. I gotta, Cindy, I got to send you that. That shit was funny. Because okay. you know I'm from the South, so we got a bunch of stories. Let me tell you what happened with this one particular guy and his wife. So, because, you know, religion is strong. We in the Bible Bill, right? So people believe in this Bible strongly. Let me tell you what happened. God, God. I just, I, I really hope people wake up and stop falling for stupid shit. Cause this Take is your time. Take your time. Oh man, I gotta laugh before I say this, man. Jeez. So he invited. He he. Invited, first of all, it was all. She was already in the room, going over this guy's house. He was like, "I want to pray with you." You know damn well ain't no praying. Nope. You know praying <laughs> equals fuck. Ain't no praying over there. So he said he wants to bless her and have sex with her on the Bible. That's the way he was going to bless her. And she was like, okay. So she, they had sex on the Bible because she, he was telling her and filling her head up like, this is something spiritual. This is what God want, and the Lord wanted us to do. This is going to get you into heaven. This is going to elevate your mind. Like he was thinking, look, these preachers down here, they, sometimes, some of them are better than pimps. <laughs> Some of them are pimps. Yes, that's the video. Oh, oh yeah, that's it right there. That's yep. the video, Cindy. That's that, that's that bullshit. <laughs> that's the video. That is the video. Let's see the lady. Watch the lady. Let's see the lady. Let's see the lady. Let's see that man went <laughs> and that lady snapped. That Bruh. lady snapped out of it. Bruh. Ain't no way. There has to be in Africa somewhere or down It had to be. It had to be in Africa. It had to be. It had to be because there's no way that would happen in America. You know I, I what? Know. It could happen in America because America is already crazy as it is. America is crazy as it is. That could happen in America. That lady, I, she was like... <laughs> Hit him with a left. <laughs> Hit him with a right. <laughs> all right, all right. Oh wait, where do we love? Where do we leave off? At? I'm You're talking right. about them having sex on the Bible, and I think that pastor who, or that pastor or the preacher or whatever, he could be like a little Satanist or whatever. I don't know. Bro, bro. Having sex on the Bible—that's kind of—that's on some blasphemy shit, bro, bro. But she went with it though, like. And here's the thing: she got caught. Because the husband followed her. Nah. That's so, what she get. That's what she get. That's what you get for cheating. <laughs> that's what she get. Bro, it got bad, bro. From what I've heard, bro, it got bad, bro. 
oh shit, bro. Like he beat the fuck out of both of them. Cause he was like the the, the I want to say he was a pastor. He was like real scrawny, skinny, and he was like a real like linebacker type dude, size dude. And oh yeah, he beat both of them. And he oh, was yeah. Dang, you should um you should listen to my episode. What episode was that, Cindy? Where I talked about the cheating wife. I did an episode on uh, a spouse. Uh, how this guy used to go to work all the time. He was a uh, computer science guy, and his wife used to invite his best friend over in the morning, and they were friends. I right? remember this. I remember this. They were friends, and then all of a sudden they started having sex, and she started berating the husband while the husband was paying everything. And bro, bro, that happened recently. Wait, did you hear about the TikToker that killed his? Um... I want to say it was either his girlfriend or fiance because she was messing with um, one of his friends. This was recently, bro. I think I heard of that. I, I think I saw that on Twitter, but I don't know. That's, bro, you best, man, you best stop playing with these women out here, bro. That's and why that's you have... It goes back to what we said on, on Clubhouse. Like we said on Clubhouse. We was like, yo, women don't really value relationships like that. <laughs> well, wait, wait. We got to make men. Women and men. I would say in our generation. And our generation is just like get the bag, fuck this nigga. Um, now you have a small percentage that do, but overall it's just like it's not a priority. So I know we just like going all over the place, but I just gotta say this. So I had a friend of mine, right? He was with this female for at least about four years, bro. Like he wanted to marry her, settle down, and come to find out, which was 2019, she told him she didn't want to have no kids, even though she told him in the beginning she did. Now they've been together for four or five years. She waste, he wasted all that time with her. She didn't want to have kids because she was like, I don't want to bring them into the society. Hold on, what is it? Oh, okay. She's talking about the episode. Yeah. She's showing you the episode. The audacity. That's what it was. The audacity. Because she had the audacity. That, that's I didn't know I didn't do anything wrong. Like he hasn't eaten and stuff like that because he's in, he's fucking depressed because you just broke his fucking heart. And she was bro. like, I don't feel like I did anything wrong. The audacity of that woman to say some shit like that. Bro, let's talk about that. I know we're just jumping, but we're going to get back to the main conversation. I just got to say this, bro. So, bro, this was high school, bro. So, this married lady tried to hit on me, bro. I, I was like 16, and she was like, um, she said, are y'all hungry? Because we were sitting at McDonald's, me and my friend Demacia. I know crazy name, Demacia. And um, <laughs> that's a nigga name for you. I'm just saying, you know, Demacia. Anyway, <laughs> so me and Demacia was chilling and make Mickey D's. We were broke. And she was like, Are y'all hungry? And we were like, and I was like, I I he answered, I didn't. So then she said, So what's your name? I like, I told her my name, Lavelle, whatever. She said, oh, okay, okay. You, are you seeing anybody? I'm like, I mean, I'm seeing a lot of people. What you mean? <laughs> so what happened was I saw her ring. I said, is she married? Bro, she had a, I'm talking about a fat diamond, bro. Like nice, like a damn near blood diamond looking type ring, bro. She was nice, bro. And, um, but she was trying to get home, bro. That's another conversation people don't want to talk about. What happens to little boys? I was just about to say that. What's with women getting at these young boys and teenagers? Because even on the news, you don't see it as often. 
but it will be these teachers touching little boys and stuff, losing their virginities, and they'll be in their rotation, bro. Like they'll they'll text them, sending them nudes and all that type of stuff. Like, oh, oh, yeah. oh, okay. Let's talk about. I had a teacher in high school that got caught up. So she was a dyke, and I hated her fucking class. She was a fucking horrible teacher. I'm glad she's gone. She don't need to be teaching no way. That is not her calling. Sorry. And um, so. Basically, to make a long story short, I picked up a newspaper one day and I saw her face. I was like, my math, my algebra one teacher? So what happened was when I'm reading through it, she went out. First of all, she did a dumbass mistake. She went over to the woman's, the girl's, the little girl's house. Oh, and the parents. That's the girl? Oh. And the parents called her locked up. I saw I saw her uh, like a Walgreens. She got fat. She had on like you know like the outfit they got on like the little prison boots and little khaki pants. She was wearing all of that. It was I was like wow. I was like wow. We talk about women predators, bro. They're out here. They are out here, and we don't talk about that a lot. We don't talk about that a lot. Bro, 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 bro. Let's hold on, hold on. I got one more because this has happened to me at least six or more times, bro. Like, bro, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just like, it goes on, but because of the way we view it in our community, we don't take it seriously. We always give us files up and we don't think about the over-sexualized, uh-oh, uh-oh. Oh, 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 Miss Jada Pinkett Smith, yes. Daz Dillinger claims Jada Pinkett Smith was creeping with late rap. Late crisscross rapper Chris Kelly when he was a teen, but they've been playing. Didn't wasn't Jermaine Dupree messing with him too? That's wasn't Jermaine hey, Dupree hey, messing with him too? That's what they're saying allegedly. You know, that's what they said. That's I don't how, know. That's how. It, it's, it's I wouldn't God bless. Surprised, but Listen, God bless. God bless. But according to your situation, like man, bro, bro like bro, they just bro. since we're talking about me, I got to touch on it, bro. Yeah. I remember I went out jogging. Now, this was like four or five years ago by now, right? So I'm jogging, and then I see this car, like, following me. I'm like, okay. My first thing I'm thinking of, like, all right, okay, all right, I got to get prepared. You never know. You know, you got to be ready, you know? You never know what's going to happen. So they were like, it was a friend. It was like my uh, first best friend's mother, right, and a friend of hers. They're like, oh, you growing up. And I'm like, who the fuck are these people? I mean, I know who the other ladies. I'm like, who is this right here? Because she said she know me. She said, yeah, I used to watch you when you was young, and I used to play with your penis. Saying, um, when you was a little toddler, and you'll make it grow and grow, grow. She, and then this is what she said. She said, I, she said, I wonder what it looks like now, bro. This is what the fuck she said to me, bro. What the fuck? So that's how I found out that I was touched as a toddler, bro. Nah, man, that's crazy. I would have slapped her. I was sitting there, like, just like in shock. In shock, like it's like, what do you say? Like, what can you say? Because, like, bro, oh my god! And now, bro, that's crazy, bro. I, I, and like I said, like, I'm sorry you had to go through that. And I know a lot of us in our community we don't talk about things like that because mm -hmm. we see that as like almost like a rite of passage that you know. We get uh, touched by an older woman or whatever, but if it was vice versa, if you were the grown one and you touched the little girl, you're definitely gonna die. <laughs> gonna be a change. Gonna be a change. 
we we to maintain that same standard. And I and I believe that we don't do that. As a matter of fact, I know we don't do that. So the fact I'll that take you, it, go, go ahead. ahead. Bro, I'll take it to the other side. So it happened to me from a man, an older guy. Really? Oh my God. So let's touch on that, bro. Since you know this is who is Lord Bell, let's fuck it. Let's get it out. Mm-hmm. So and then we're gonna jump back to college. So hang with these guys. One guy was cool. And you know, when you're young, you want to drink, you want to do what the grown-ups do, you know, that you can't do. So you want to drink, you want to smoke. So I was like, all right, cool. He was like, hey, you want to come to my house and drink? I'm like, all right, whatever. You want to play video game? Hell yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. You know what I'm saying? Bro, this is a grown man. Now here it is. I was, now this is when I was kind of husky. You know, that's like a nice word for fat, I guess. Um, <laughs> So I still had some muscle on me, but it was just fat. You know, but anyway, and um, bro, dude, he was, he kept trying to get me to drink. I'm like, I'm like, why this nigga always trying to get me to drink? What the fuck going on? How old were you when this happened? If you don't mind me asking, I think 14, maybe 15, and he had to be at least about in his late 20s because I used to always hang around older guys. You know, um, that's why I'm able to have certain conversations because I was just hanging around older guys because I learned a lot. Um, that's why people be like, you're an old soul. Of course, I hang around a lot of older people. I'm an old soul and a young body. So we're drinking, watching TV, and then dude just attacks me out of nowhere, bro. Like, just pulls my pants down, you know, starts raping the fuck out of me. Like, bro, bro. Like, I'm hitting him in his face. Like, bro, like, you dig what I'm saying? Like, but here's the crazy thing, bro. His uncle walks in while I'm fighting him off. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what are you doing? You can't. And then here's, here's the thing what he said. Not this shit again with these little boys. Wow. Bro, I, ooh. That's not ooh, even the kicker. That's not even ooh. the kicker. That's not the kicker yet. That's not the kicker. Hold, hold the ooh. He was a police officer. And he did nothing. Sick fuck. Didn't even ask. Well, he did ask me if I was okay. That was it. And sent me to the bus stop. Man, I would have shot buddy, bro. Man, bro. Oh, that just made me angry, bro. That really just angered me. A police officer at that. I can't even think right now. I'm sorry you had to go through that, bro. Bro, bro. Like, bro. You had to go through that. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. I still dealing with those traumas, bro. If I'm being honest with you, my first, like, I lost my virginity to an older lady, bro. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm talking about like when I actually like agreed to it, not the toddler shit. Like when I actually agreed to it, it was with an older woman, like in her late twenties. Wow. And how old were you when that happened? (sighs) Fourteen, maybe going on fifteen. Have you thought about going to therapy, bro? Okay, here's the thing, bro. See, I'm, it's an excellent question. I've been in therapy my whole life. Since I was young, all the way through college. It didn't work. I'm going to be honest with you, bro. Was it the therapist or was it just the whole process of it? Just the process. It's like, how do you, like, I mean, you can talk all you want, but, like, how do you take back all the stuff that happened to you? It's in, it's yeah. ingrained in your 
you know, psyche that that happened to you, you know? It's kind of hard to for you to say Bro, that, you know? besides the lady that told me all that, I've seen the guy. And let's just say I fucked up a whole restaurant. And I can't go back to this restaurant to this day. Because I saw him and I got that anger and it just it just came out. He was trying to come up to me like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, and I just snapped and just started wailing at him, bro. Well, um, I just admitted to my parents that my uh he was my stepbrother on my uh my biological father's ex-wife's side of the family. Mm. He used to touch me. So I I know how you feel about that. Like, whoa, like when I was young, like I was very, very like angry that that happened to me. And that's kind of of the reason why I'm kind of like messed up in the head because I'm trying to be a masculine man, but based off that type of trauma, it's kind of hard for me to do that. So I'm trying to figure out a way to go to therapy to get that, you know, get that stuff happen. But it's, Get that stuff out of your system, but it's always going to be ingrained. Yes, it's always exactly. going to be ingrained. But we're going to get through it, bro. We're going to get through it, like, like people yeah. don't realize, like those situations they oversexualize that that little boy. You know, like people don't talk about that, bro. Like they just think, like, oh, he had sex. You know, like it was just like he can get over it. Like not every man, or well, not the man, but not every male can handle that situation like especially like coming from both sides too like that's man bro yeah Yeah. coming from both sides like that's hard for you to do and i'm i'm happy i'm proud that you were able to i didn't think you was going to go this deep oh bro (laughs) we're gonna go deep we're gonna go deep man like we're gonna make it happen man i'm so i like like i said like i'm man trust me i've been there too like i admitted to my parents actually last year like I was on the floor, like crying on the phone mm-hmm. because I went to, I went to, uh, I got, I had a reading done from a spiritualist mm-hmm. and he was telling my mom, he's a family friend of my mom's. He was telling me one of your kids, you know, something happened to him. He didn't like it. And I didn't want to admit that. Like, mm-hmm. cause that's, you know, like I said, that's trauma right there. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, yo, it's just fine. It's just I had to. It just had to admit that, you know. I had to tell them like what happened, and they were pissed about it. But it's nothing you can do. I could probably do some seminars dealing with that. But yeah, it's been messing with me <laughs> for a long time, and that's kind of reason why like I got into the red pill so much because it helped me. Yeah, sexual trauma is real. Yeah, sexual trauma mm-hmm. is real, real, and it just messed with my psyche because as a man like you're not that's not supposed to happen to you whether it's yeah. a woman or a man so i'm glad that you were able to oh, one last story there was this um older guy like this is like middle school bro like and what he would do to young dudes is he'd be like hey you want a job and and of course when you're a young dude you're like yeah let's get this money like you know like you you want money you know you can buy the nice sneakers and nice clothes that you want so you can look fly for the females. That's really what you're doing it for. <laughs> I mean, technically. So I was like, yeah, I want a yeah, job. What am I doing? 
He said, well, you know, do you, and then he kept asking questions like, do you want a cell phone? Hell yeah, I want a cell phone. I had no cell phone. I'm like, what, 12? Like, nah, what's up? Then he's like, well, you got to do something for me. I say, all right, anything. What's up? What's up? What I got to do? He was like, you have to uh, take some naked pictures to show me your penis. And I'm like, I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, like I can mow the lawn, you know, like I can rake some leaves. Like, what are you talking about? She was like, no, nah, can you like, you know, give me your number. I'll keep your phone on. I don't think I want you to do is just show me your penis. This was at a bus stop, right? Luckily, there were people around. So they confronted him and he got the fuck up out the area. But this is not just me, though. Like, Nashville has always been known for predators. Even when I was young, bro, like it's been a city for predators. Like I remember when I looked up, like in you know, growing up, seeing how many like child predators were around. It was like twenty something in my neighborhood. Twenty predators sexually, you know, that was on the uh, uh, what you call it, the sex offenders list. Yes, yes, bro, twenty in my neighborhood. Wow, Jarrell asks, do you guys think? being sexually assaulted changed your outlook on your sexual orientation as an adult as an, mm. as an adult no but i yeah. did uh when i was a teenager um i didn't know how to like communicate i used to sit by like a lot of girls and stuff like that so i used to <laughs> i thought i was you know but i wasn't <laughs> but my my stepdad and thank god for him because he was like no you ain't you ain't gay bro you just don't know how to talk to women like that and he taught me how to approach women, you know, how to flirt with them and all that type of stuff. And I care and kid you not, next the next semester, I had a girlfriend. <laughs> kid you not. Now, based off being uh assaulted like that, um, it did kind of mess with me a little bit. It definitely did. And uh even to this day, like I still have that trauma in me, but I'm I want to get that. I'm going to get through it. I'm positive and I have an optimistic outlook on things. And I don't want this to hold me back because I know it's back there. It's still back there. It's still back there. It's just an itch I have to scratch. And once I'll be able to get through that, then I'll be able to become the man that I'm going to be, you know, be the leader because that's what my journey is. And that's where I created this podcast to, for me to just, you know, just to meet, not just to rant and everything, but just to, become a better man as you guys go through this journey with me. I'm gonna so, be honest with you, bro. Like, bro, like when that stuff happened to me, bro, like I went on like a fucking bro, I was just like fucking everything, bro. Cause like you gotta think about it. Like that it puts you in that mindset like, okay, this is what they want for me. So I'm gonna give them what they want. Then it's like you want it even more. Like it's it's crazy, bro. Like it's just like it it like I said, it oversexualizes you. It makes you want it even more, bro. Like, like you know how many women I went through? Like, and this is no cap, at least about 40 something women, bro. Like, just wilding, bro. Like, and then once I realized, once I got a little bit older, I'm like, okay, hold on. Um, wow, that's my wow. I can't believe I just admit that. That's my cousin. Oh, 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 he didn't know. Lord have mercy, he just found this channel. I've oh, never told anybody that. That's crazy. And I don't even, to be honest with you, since we're being real, I don't even mess with that side of the family like that. Mm. So this is going to be, this is going to be interesting. But they, yeah, they, they go down. Boys. 
protect black yeah. girls, but also protect black boys. Because man, look, bro, and look, here's the thing: I could talk to most of the guys that I've known, and they'll have a similar story where either it's well, their stories are mostly women touching them, and then you had a small minority that it was another guy, and. I don't think people take into consideration why people, why kids have so much of an anger issue because that trauma, they're trying to like deal with that trauma and they just, they don't know how to like tame it and tune it and put their energy into something else. So they take it out and they start beating up people. And I'm not saying all bullies because it comes from different factors, but I did notice when I did talk to people that were bullies, they had this stuff happen to them. I believe that. Yeah, I believe that. So let's get on a lighter side of things. Yeah, like, uh, I ain't need to bring it down, but we're going to talk about everything. <laughs> just, we're going to talk about everything, man. I just admit something. My cousins know now, like, oh, this is going to be crazy. Um, it's going to be a crazy so, Thanksgiving, right? <laughs> yeah, not even Thanksgiving. Like, if I even go, because they're on my father's side, and I haven't talked to my father in years. So, Oh, whoa. Okay. Yeah, so it's, this is going to be, that's going to be awkward. That is going to be awkward, but I already admitted, so there we go. Um, so go back to college years. <laughs> college years. Oh, this, that, oh, let me tell you the story about the spaghetti lady. Yeah. All yes, right. Yeah. All right. Cool. So another met, dark topic. Another dark topic. <laughs> it is, but it's it's it's, it's interesting. Um. So. <laughs> all right. Dark topic. Go ahead. So, um, we, me, and my friend, you know, my best friend on campus, we, um. Went to this Christian event because we used to always debate the Christians, religion, all that, right? When I was young, right? And after that, it was a light skinned lady that he knew, mixed chick that he knew. Um, she invited us to her place or whatever, right? And um, she used to date son of a son. <laughs> we didn't know that at the time, but we also didn't know that she was a witch. Son of a son. No, no, he spell, he spell it. Wait, 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 wait. I got to touch on it. He spells it S-U-N on both sons. <laughs> hey, look, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so we went over her house and she offered us spaghetti. There you go, player. Son over son. So anyway, um, she offered us spaghetti. And I've always been told, don't eat a woman's spaghetti. My friend, he's just like, man, fuck that. I'll, give me yours. I'm like, there you go. <laughs> his, ass, his ass gonna be cursed for like the next 15 years. <laughs> so this is how I found out this shit happened. So I met her ex. She, she was in a relationship for like five years, four years, whatever. He said she did that to him. So she, so I was good that I eat that damn spaghetti. She said, you think my food is, you know how women are, you think my food is nasty? Uh, I, I don't know you. Sorry, ma'am. I'm not eating your spaghetti. No. No. I don't want your fucking spaghetti. <laughs> but he ate it. Uh-oh. Jarrell? You were talking, wow. Oh, so y'all both admitted something tonight. That y'all both was assaulted. Wow. Whoa. That's Ooh. a little mm. Wow, bro! I got, I, got, I got more stories than that, but we might have to do a separate show just talking yeah, about. Yeah, we might have to do a part two. <laughs> That's wild. That's wild. Go ahead. So, son of a son, light skinned girl, and he was crazy over this girl, bro. 
like he would fight people over this little mixed chick slash witch. Now look, I don't have no problem with witches. Just don't give me no fucking spaghetti. You know, don't make no voodoo. Do- like she would make voodoo dolls. She would like take people's items and put. It was, bro, she was with the shit, doing tarot card readings. Like I like that. Yeah. But don't, make no voodoo, don't make no voodoo doll of me. <laughs> don't yeah, do that. The, the tarot card readings is cool. You know, if you got spells, just understand. Like, just don't, don't do the spaghetti. Don't do no blood work. You know. He <laughs> made fuck alone. Sacrifice a cat or something. Like, I don't know what y'all be doing. <laughs> bro, bro. So, like, the people in the cult, like, bro, they was, like, trying to tap into, like, demons. Yes, bro. They were trying to tap into demons, bro. Like, it, Yeah, see, it, that's when I step away because son, no, not, son of a son? No, I don't yeah. think son of a son was about that. Was son of a son about that? Demon no, no. It was that once they got introduced into some of his stuff, they start looking at, you know, like you get introduced to one thing, you start looking into something else that catches their eyes. So that's what happened because they was like, well, no, my friend introduced him to it. That's what it was. He introduced him to all that demon and summoning. And, and now this is on a HBCU campus. Bro. <laughs> and these people are trying to summon demons and shit, bro. I have a question. Go ahead. So, you know 3-6 Mafia, right? The rap yeah. group, right? Yeah, out of Memphis, yeah. Out of Memphis, right? Yeah, yeah, Do you yeah. believe that Tennessee is almost cursed in a way because of, you know, that type of music? Because I'm a big believer of, you know, the type of music you play or that you influence or whatever affects your environment. Mm. I heard Elvis was from Tennessee. And I heard he was a Satanist and stuff like that. Well, he's, he's originally from Mississippi, though. He was, yeah, he was. He but was. he moved to, he had a, he has a big mansion out in Memphis, yeah. Right, right. So I remember, like, he used to, uh, remember reading, hearing stories about his bandmates used to say, hey, uh, every time uh, Elvis used to look up, he used to talk to the clouds and then it would stop raining or it would start raining or whatever. Don't quote oh, I, didn't, me. I, didn't, I didn't I didn't hear that. Yeah, Elvis 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 was a wild dude. <laughs> Elvis was a wild dude. But didn't he die on in the tub or on the toilet or something? Yeah, you know, yeah, you know how they do. They took him out. <laughs> they took him out in the bathroom. But <laughs> uh in terms of uh ten- the Tennessee just in general, because you talked about the predators, you talked about you know, the witches and warlocks. They're all bro, like, meth. Bro, bro, I don't mean to cut you off. Even meth, bro. Like, growing up, bro, you see, like, like Breaking Bad, when I first saw that, I was like, this is it? Bro, this is nothing new. Like, there was meth labs explode, like, moving meth labs. These white people's crazy out here, bro. They would, like, drive around in meth labs, and it just explode, because they're trying to do all the, mix all the little shit together, and get the shit, and it would just explode and blow their ass the fuck up. <laughs> so that was oh, we're known for that too. So I, to answer your question, it's something that's going on, bro. It, it's something because like it <sighs> predators, males, like it's gotten somewhat better, but it's still here, bro. Like so, I think yeah. it is some type of curse on Tennessee. It's something, especially yeah. now. It's something. I watched a documentary of one of the three six mafia members uh named Coops the Nigger. Coops the Nigger. You remember have you heard of him? Coops the Nigger? 
he's out of he's out of I think he's out of Memphis too. I'm I might be wrong on that, but he was saying how the Memphis was just hell. Like the way he grew up, like seeing his stepdad abuse his mom and stuff like that. So he went into Satanism. He made sure like that music, they chose like rock samples. So every time they sample a rock song, they want pretty much he wanted to feel he wanted black people to feel the same pain as he did. That's the reason why he was in Three Six Mafia. Bro, so, I, bro, I can't listen to a lot of this shit to be honest with you because it puts you in it. So I agree with it does put you in that state of mind. Like, who who's oh, what's the guy Three Six Mafia, bro? Who shit. Lord Infamous? Lord Infamous? Yes. Yeah. I can't listen to him, bro. It puts you in a negative mood. Like you, you want to start like doing, you start thinking crazy. Like, no, bro, I can't listen to his music. It puts you in, like, it brings negative energy around you, bro. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Hey, music is soul food. Whatever you feed your soul will be the flesh of your reality. And I got that from Brother Sanchez. <laughs> oh, shout out to Brother Sanchez, man. Shout out to Brother Sanchez. I got that from him, but that, yeah. Like, like, when like I, think about it, right? Like, when I saw that when I heard that, yeah. And you know what's crazy, Cindy? You know what's crazy, right? They used to they went to this like underground base thingy, and they saw like these Masons and these Luciferians doing like Satanism and shit. They were doing like satanic rituals and stuff like that. So that's what, and they blew up. They blew up every time they play like. Hit a motherfucker! Hit a motherfucker! It made people fight in the clubs. They, it's crazy. So it's crazy. I, I have friends from Memphis, like real close friends, and they used to tell me, bro, like when certain songs come on, it make people it like it put them under like a trance in Memphis, bro, to the point to where they would just start like fighting, and just tearing the club up, you know, like especially when that song came on. Ooh. What about you know? You know what's a song that puts people in the trance? Back that ass up, bro. Go to a, go to you know it. Go to a bar or a club and just sit down and have the DJ play "Back That Ass Up" by Juvenile. Okay, crazy every story. girl would get up and start twerking. So, I remember seeing that, and I was like, "Damn!" So I was a DJ for a night because my friend was a DJ, and he just let me like take over. I was like, "All right, shit." I turned that on and I just saw, and this was just like all races, just like downtown. And all of them just, as soon as that song came on, it's just like they all just started turning around, shaking their ass. I'm like, what the fuck? So it's definitely putting them in a trance, bro. Like this music does have influence, bro. That's why I can't listen to Lil Dirt. Because it, it puts you in that negative mindset. Like, I'm going to be honest with you, growing up, uh, hold on, back that ass up or back that <laughs> Hey, hey. But here's the thing, though, Cindy. Uh, that's that song back that ass up. They ain't making people get the vax. That ain't making me get the vax. I'm no, sorry. Man. I'm telling you, as a vaccinated person, don't get it. Like, don't get it. Don't get it. Like, I don't have any like symptoms or anything. Just don't get it. Because now they're forcing you guys to get it. And I figured I figured it was gonna happen like that. Like to the point where in New York, you can't go into a club, you can't go to a grocery store, you can't go to a restaurant with some of your vaccinated cars. Like, mm -hmm. it's crazy. Crazy, bro. Bro, so I have a buddy of mine, Muhammad, bro, my brother. He sent me a uh, screenshot that he took of this, um, what well, his picture he took of this, like, sign outside of Burger King. And it said, 
If you're not vaccinated, you cannot come in here and purchase anything. Bro, it's segregation 2.0, bro. Like, it's crazy. Crazy. I hate that. I'm glad I'm in the South. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I'm in the South. I low-key miss being in Georgia because I didn't have to wear no mask. Like, I didn't care about none of that. Bro, the only time I wear a mask is like when I go in certain places. For the most part, well, no. Airport, Ubers and Lyfts, but I drive, so it, I really don't even get on that. But other than that, man, look, you ain't wearing no goddamn mask. Let me tell you that right now. No. <laughs> no, yeah, no. yeah, our government's not having that shit. They're not, but, but yeah, I just wanted to touch on that. Like, remember the restaurant we went that time? Oh wait, wait, go back. What did what she say? She said, "Remember the restaurant we went to that time, Lovell? You can't even get in without segregation papers now." What? Are you serious, Cindy? Okay, so she's talking about this restaurant. Oh, you met Cindy in person? Yeah, what? Cindy, what's up? What's what? What's going on? I gotta take a trip to New York. <laughs> cool, static, my... Shout out to Static. <laughs> it's a part of the Marvel shit, man, you know? <laughs> That's DC. That's DC, but oh yeah, 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 yeah. DC, my bad. Yeah, yeah. I still fuck with I still fuck with static. Bro, that, you know, that's they're yeah, yeah, I heard Michael B. Jordan trying to bring him back, though, you know. But I hope he just does it justice. I hope he don't fuck it up. Man. Don't fuck it up, man. This is the it was the show that I was influenced by that I looked up to as a youngin'. Don't Fuck it up, Michael B. <laughs> okay, but, so this is gonna be the last question because it's going on an hour and thirty minutes. This is a oh, great interview. This is a great interview. Yeah. What made you? How did you find out that you was an indigo child? Uh, <laughs> um, I've always gone my own way. Like you know, when most people they follow people, they follow crowds and. I've always spoke my mind. I've just never been the type of person to hold shit in like that. Like it take me a lot to hold something in. Like somebody, I really have to. Uh, it's gonna hurt me, but no, I gotta speak my mind. Like bro, like um, but I just have like a I don't gloat, but I just have like a level of intelligence. Like I just think differently than most people. Most people just have like a one dimensional way of thinking. Like, I'm thinking more than one way, like, you know? <laughs> so that's what I would say. I had this short and sweet, man. But let me ask you something. Bro. Let me ask yeah, you. Go ahead. yeah, you got any questions for me? Ask yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, bro, you're not dealing with that crazy chick that was in nursing school. You're not dealing with that bitch, are you? No, no, um, no. I actually spoke with her, like, a couple of days ago, but we're just on the talking terms. Like, that's it. I haven't really messed with her like that. You know, it is what it is on that. But um, right now, uh, my sh my uh, dry spell is over. So <laughs> it ended like two weeks ago, right? That's what's up. That's what's have up. My, have my first two a day. Have my first two a day last weekend. <laughs> so we're good now. Like, I'm not an incel anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that, 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 never that incel. No, don't put don't no no. I know some incels. No, I know no no. I'm saying like let me expound on that. So I graduated college December 2018, right? So after college, I moved mm. from Tempe, Arizona, to uh, Peachtree City, Georgia, because that's where my family was living at the time. So they were like, "Hey, you're gonna have to get a job and stuff like that." 
So I applied to be a valet, which was my favorite job. Being a valet was so tight, driving those cars around in Buckhead and stuff like that. Uh, and I also went to, um, I was a custodian. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I was a full-time custodian for a good year. And me, one thing about me, I'm very aware of how other people think. And because I have a problem, my I wouldn't say yeah, it is a problem. I care about what other people think, and I hate that. Oh, it's been yeah, doing it. <laughs> Wait till you finally hit the whole some chick with fifty baby daddies dry. It's funny, man. It's funny, man. <laughs> um, I was a custodian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lost my job for the ballet. I I crashed the GMC. I, I scraped the side of the GMC truck. I was so mad. Because I was driving like Maybachs, I was driving fucking Ferraris and Teslas and G wagons. I drove Ludacris's G wagon, and his wife was gorgeous in real life. Oh, come on, gorgeous, gorgeous in real life. Like it's crazy. She's like from France and some shit. Like she's gorgeous, bro. Oh my god, and she get and she tips very well. She tips very well. Um, yeah. So I lost my job for the valet thing. So I got another job working at Walmart. So the two jobs I had when I was in Georgia was a custodian and I was uh, working at Walmart. And I was like, damn, I just graduated college. I can't even get my degree because I got to pay this loan. I got to pay this uh, balance off. And every time I'm going on Tinder, Bumble or whatever, I'm getting like these trash women, like women that I'm not even attracted to, but it's Ooh. just like... Like I had like a little mild depression and stuff like that. So before, then the pandemic happened, and when I tell you, I was a I was still working, but I was a lazy motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> I, I got you, more active during the pandemic, bro. When I tell you, Cindy was the only Cindy gave helped me with my LLC. I'm gonna give a shout out to Cindy again. We love shout you. Out shout out to Cindy. She was like, I'm gonna get you an LLC. She got an LLC for my birthday this year. Actually, it was this year. It was this year, and she told she helped me and all that type of stuff. She gave me my EIN number and all that. Like, yeah, really yeah. you need an EIN number, yeah. So I was like, damn, like I didn't have sex like from 2019 to I would say early October of this year. I didn't have no oh. sex, so I was just whacking off. Oh, we can't do that. Leave it alone. Oh, okay. yeah, like it was tough. It was tough oh, out here, bro. It was tough out here, and it's crazy because people don't understand. Like people don't understand what men go through. Like I read an article. It's saying it stated that uh, having a high number of sexual past partners is tied to great self esteem. Mm. And I noticed that because I was like, "Yo, why the fuck?" Yes, yeah, that's, that's when I was doing yes. retention. I was doing actually. I was doing no fat. No fat is when you master stop masturbating for a long period of time. The longest I did was thirty seconds, like not thirty seconds, but thirty days. Oh, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Damn, bro! You can do a minute. You can do a full minute. <laughs> now, now, like it was hard. It was hard for me because it was like, like I'm really like I don't have that. Like I didn't get like a whole bunch of bitches in high school <laughs> like that. I was like, like I said, I was an in betweener. I was. Some people thought it was cool. Some people thought it was lame. So I had that 
unknown type of situation going on. Like I didn't know who I was because I was just following everybody, you know? So after that, you know, after the pandemic and stuff like that, you know, I moved back to, back to Illinois, right? Doing this nursing school stuff. And then went through what I went through, went on Hinge and Bumble, and then I started dating and stuff like that. Now the curse is broken. <laughs> the curse is broken. But no more dry spells. <laughs> no more dry, bro. I've been telling you this right now on the wake up radio message of the day. I'm gonna start doing message of the day. Yeah, listen, same. men, like I don't want any men to go through a dry spell like I did. Like that was terrible. 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 It's the worst feeling in the world. Like I feel bad for those guys who are incels. But they have to work on themselves. Like, even when I was not getting done, I was still going to the gym. I was still eating right. You know, I did intermittent fasting when I came back uh, Illinois. Like, I was doing all of that. See? Having a high number of uh, past sexual uh, partners is tied to a greater self-esteem amongst men. Like, because we're built like, because the biology and egotistically speaking, like, we're built to have a lot of sex like that. Now, you know, because of your situation, you know, I can see why that's a negative thing and stuff like that. But to like the average men, like we have to go out and get that. We have to go out and conquer and stuff like that because we're built for it. I remember somebody on like Twitter spaces, like now they have like Twitter spaces. It's like Clubhouse, but it's on Twitter. <laughs> so, they had Twitter spaces. And I had to tell people, like, yo, like, this is an egotistical and a biological thing. We are designed to have sex. We're designed to yeah. hunt and conquer women. Like, it just is what it is. That's just how we're built. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a late bloomer. Like, <laughs> so. Don't call yourself like, an incel, man. I know incels. You know, no, no, no. I personally know. I'm talking about guys I went to college with. No, bro. No, you're not an incel. Don't call yourself that, bro. Don't yeah. ever disrespect yourself like that again, bro. Nah. Okay. Nah. So, see, see, because you're actually going out, pursuing them. You're working on yourself. The guys, okay. I know a guy. He's 30, you know, and he still don't have where he wants to be in life, you know, and he still hasn't had sex. So don't put that on yourself, bro. But that dry spell? I will never do that shit again. I don't wish that to nobody. I do think we should take breaks, you know, because sometimes we get focused too much on women and not focus on our goals and what we want to do. Um, so, like, I, I'm taking a break. I'm cool. Like, I, I'm trying to get some other podcasts off the ground. So, like, this is, like, my beginning coming on the week of radio. But I got, like, two podcasts coming on here. I got an anime podcast. And then I got another one called Bad Talk. I'm going to be talking about finances and all that mm. different stuff. Speaking of expansion, can we shout out Cindy Ashby for getting on the Wake of Radio on a magazine? On Wait, a magazine what? spread? Oh, magazine spread! I'm proud of you. Wait, what magazine? Oh, she's about to show it. Oh, yeah. us versus yeah, state versus us. Show it, show it, show the spread. Riza okay. Islam. Oh, oh. heal. Yeah, yeah, I don't know about doing There you go, there you go, wait, 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 there you go. The most dangerous two hours in radio. <laughs> On the wake of radio, too. I got to give me a shirt and a hoodie now. 
I, I need one now. I should have worn my shirt. I don't know what I was what I was thinking. I should have worn the shirt. I wore slash shirt. You know, I got the uh the heavily flyed individual shirt on right oh, now. I gotta give me one. Yeah, I gotta give me one. <laughs> I got the heavily flyed individual, bro. I gotta give me one, bro. I have to yeah. give me one. What made you uh, what made you subscribe to slide shit? I remember bro. watching um uh, I remember watching what video was it? It might have been the uh oh it was him talking about uh how Jim Brown and uh TI and all of them were uh, on a time clock because they were met with Trump or something like that. It might have been that or it might have been the uh Dubai one. Yeah, it was the Dubai one when he's talking about how the models go to Dubai to get shitted on. <laughs> okay, so I got on to him early. Okay, so all right, I'm a moderator, not just on Slash Show, I'm a moderator on this other guy named College Knight. And so you know how like you just go down to you know what I'm talking college about college night. Yeah, college okay. night was fire. Yeah. Yeah, he still does videos, but I'm a moderator on his show on his YouTube channel. And I just happened to go down his subscribers. And this is like when I was really still on my conspiracy stuff. And I just seen Sly. And I'm like, let me click on to see what he's talking about. And then ever since then, I've been fucking with him, been rocking with him. Yes. Yeah. yeah. With that Dubai one, I got hooked on. And then he did the one dealing with Trump. That was good. And then he started talking about, you know, Certain YouTubers and shit, cause like, <laughs> yo, bro, hey, hey, that's why I fuck with him, cause he remind me of myself, because I be ready to slap on these. Bro, I had, bro, I've had YouTubers. I'm like, fam, y'all would not be saying this shit offline, bro. Y'all not with it like that, no. So I'm with it when he be like, pull up, cause I'm like, I'm like, yes, nigga, let these niggas know what fucking time it is. Yeah, when he started going after YouTubers, and I started thinking, I'm like, when he went after Professor Griff, I'm like. Damn, like that's so true because you I've met him. Professor Griff at a high on your yeah. mantle because of his knowledge and stuff like that. But when mm -hmm. you start calling them all, like it's so fire, so fire. So I'm Sly's a good dude. Sly's Bruh, a good dude. I know we got time. Let me say this. So I've met Professor Griff at least about 12 times. He lives in Atlanta and he always stops through Nashville because he's cool with it i guess he's still in the nation or whatever somewhat so he stops and talks to the people with who i know personally um so i just see him at walmart gas stations like even when i go to atlanta i see him out it's weird bro like he just everywhere <laughs> but he's cool like but i don't know yeah yeah <laughs> i don't know about him you know i don't know you know you don't know you don't know man you don't yeah, know i don't know about dude bro <laughs> I would like to thank you for being on this podcast, bro. This man, is my first time, interview. Man. <laughs> man, you did good. We're in deep, we're in deep today, man. And I appreciate you, you know, uh, being honest and expressing yourself, bro. I really that's appreciate all, it. That's all I know how to be is honest and expressing. Yo, man, I like to thank you guys for listening to the Stevie B podcast. Next week, I'll be having another interview with Targeted Tony. Targeted Tony. You need to tune in on this. He's a targeted individual, and he's going to – I want him – you need to listen to his story. Like, his story is deep. Like – He's I, on I'm the Wicked Radio, right, right? Huh? He's on the Owner Wicked Radio, so I can check him out. Is, is Tony on there? I don't know if Tony's on there. But he follows he follows the uh, Instagram and stuff like that. I'm going to send you his profile, and, bro, what they're doing to him – what they're doing to him, bro – it's so fucked up. Like, 
if you're not tapped into what he's into, you would think that he's crazy from the outside in, but he's not. Like, he did two interviews, really? Oh, he, okay, okay. Well, he's about to do another one. I told him, I was like, yo, I want to interview you, bro. People need to hear his story and how the government's fucking with him and stuff like that. Damn. You're going to start fucking with me. <laughs> but it is what it is, man. Shout hey, play the Starlito. <laughs> yes, yes. You got to play the Starlito joint. Shout out to our producer, Cindy Ashby. Tune in next Thursday at 1030 Eastern. You are now listening to On the Wake Up Radio. This is the Mitch Education of Stevie B. <laughs> and now, you can find me. Y'all see the banner. King Stevie 93 and on Twitter, on Instagram, King underscore Stevie 93, Cash App, Dollar Sign CHP Chip 5. Uh, on my TikTok, it's Steven Buckner 993. That's on my TikTok. I got that now. Um, yeah, follow me. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> Let's listen to the Starlito joint. Let's go. <laughs> Now we know who Lavelle is, and we're gonna, yeah, we're definitely gonna, we're definitely gonna uh, collab because right. I, I watch mm-hmm. anime too. Like I watch, mm-hmm. well, not as much as I used to, but when I was a child, Dragon Ball Z and Yu Yu Hakusho was my shit. Thank you, Lavelle. I appreciate you, man. We're definitely gonna collab in the future. Definitely hit me up on uh, Clubhouse and stuff like that. Definitely, man. definitely. definitely you wait bro. for your podcast to rise up. I'll oh, it's coming, bro. Tune in. All right. Peace out, y'all. Y'all have a good night. Peace. Flawed <laughs> individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Dean. Cindy Ashman On the wake up. You, the people, have the power. The power to create happiness. Let us choose that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us all unite. OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform.